Well, uh, over the years, uh, I've shared with you uh, a lot of stories about my life, but also I've shared with you a lot of scriptures that have made a big impact on my life. And I share that because I believe if, if certain scriptures make an impact on my life, they'll make an impact on your life as well. But there's no other scripture, there's no other scripture in the Bible that's made a greater impact on my life than the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer. And, uh, but, you know, it's not really the Lord's Prayer. How many know that's not the prayer that Jesus prayed? If you want to see the prayer Jesus prayed, you have to go to John 17. But the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer, is, is, uh, is really the Lord's model for us to pray. The reason I say it's, it's not the Lord's Prayer is because in it is the forgiveness of sin. It's repentance, and Jesus had done. So it wouldn't have been a prayer that he would have prayed, but it's his prayer that he wants us to pray. And so I want you all to just pray this with me. It's out of Matthew 6, 9 uh, through 13. And I want you to pray this together. We're going to read it on, on the, on the uh, screen here together. There we go. Let's pray together loud, okay? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever now shout amen 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 this prayer I say as a model it's what Jesus gave us as a model for prayer, for the way, we should, the way we should pray. But it's more than just a model. It's actually a declaration. It is a prayer of declaration. And Job, Job tells us, if we declare a thing, it shall be established. How many know that every one of us within our lungs is the power of the Holy Spirit? The Spirit of God dwells within us. And we are called to declare to declare some things in the earth. Amen. Thank you, Gabby. You see what I mean about Gabby? Look at that. Amen. But we are called to, to be declarers of God's word in the earth. Now, if you go back to verse 10, verse 10 is one of the most powerful passages of this Lord's prayer. It's, here's what it says. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Bill Johnson, one of my favorite pastors and, and speakers, Bill Johnson says this. He says, this should be prayed this way. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God, be done. Amen? Say that with me. Let's go. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God, be done. Amen? Where? on earth just as it is in heaven. We're called to declare that. It's a declaration we make. Why? Because God wants the earth to look just like heaven. God didn't create earth so he can wash it away, do away with it, destroy it. He created it because he wants it to be a, a reflection of heaven. He wants it to look just like heaven. It is our responsibility 
It's our assignment to stand with our, fir- our feet firmly on the earth and declare, kingdom of God come, yeah. will of God be done right here, not just in heaven, but here. It's our assignment. It's our assignment. Have you ever thought about what heaven looks like? How many ever thought about what does heaven look like? Have you ever had a vision of heaven? You see, as God's representatives, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to call it this. We're representatives of God. We're like apostles. Okay? I'm not saying we're all apostles like Apostle Paul. But you, me, we've all been sent. How many of the word apostle means those that are sent? Okay? In the, in the ancient kingdoms, a king would send out ships to discover new lands and territories. On those ships, he would send tradesmen and, and workers. And their mission was to go discover new lands, take the land, and then recreate it to look like the homeland. That's where the word apostle came from. The ship captains were called apostles. That's what our job is. Our job is that we, were, we are sent into this earth. We are all tradesmen, gifts, talents, and abilities. We are sent into this earth with the idea that we are to recreate this earth to look like the homeland so that when the king comes, it looks just like his home. That's, what, that's the purpose. That's why we do this. You see, we have to have a vision of heaven. And our job is to make earth look just like heaven. How many artists do we have in here? How many of you would say you're artists? I know they're, they're artists. I, I'm looking around. I, Martha Joe, I know you're an artist. I know Pastor Lisa. How many other artists do we have in here? Okay, we see, you guys are artists. Now, I'm going to tell you, I can, I can look at a picture... And I can kind of draw, it won't be real good, but I can look at a picture. It's kind of like me singing, right? But I I really try hard. But I can look at a picture and I can draw it. But a real artist, a real artist can take what they see in their vision, in their mind, and they can draw it. They can create it and, and, and make it look like what they see in their head. God wants all of us to have a vision of heaven like an artist, to see in our hearts and our minds a vision of heaven and then recreate it like the earth is a canvas, recreate it in the earth. That's what God wants. And every one of us have different gifts and talents. That's why the Bible talks about there is none of us that are not purposed with something to do in the kingdom. Are you hearing me, church? That's why he says, he tells us to pray, but more, he tells us to declare, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's why he tells us to do it. It's my job to do that. It's your job to do that every day. Maybe you're in your neighborhood. Maybe in your home or your workplace. Maybe you're going through a tough time wherever you're at. Maybe it's friends' houses. You can declare, thy kingdom come over my workplace. Thy kingdom come over my community, over my neighborhood, over my home, over my family. Your will be done. I pray it every single day. There was a book that changed my prayer life. I've recommended and recommended. It's called Could You Not Tarry One Hour? 
And I highly recommend, it's an old book, and it's not like really too deep or anything, but it's a book that changed my prayer life, and it's, it's really how to pray the Lord's Prayer. So I encourage you, you know, find ways that you can get a vision of heaven. And I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation chapter 7. We're continuing today our series that we started two weeks ago called Vision and Values. Now, this is a series to help you see the vision of New Life Church that is becoming Jesus Church. You see, we are preparing our hearts in a great transition that, that is God's will. We've prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God has revealed to us over and over again that this is the will of the Lord for us to become part of Jesus' church. And so four weeks from today, four weeks from today will be our final service here. Now, I've had people say, you know, it's going to be kind of a sad day. It'll be our last. But you know something? I, I was thinking about this this morning. We sent three sons off to college. When we sent them off to college, we were sad. We felt empty. It's like, oh, you know, it'll never be the same. But we've seen their lives flourish ever since. You know, that's what God is doing in the midst of this. He is, he's got great plans for us. He's taking every one of us, you included, me included, he's taken us to a, a, a new level in him. Amen? And so on your seats today, there's actually some invite cards. And it says, join us at our new home. On the back side, it says, June 4th, 2023. And these are a, a reminder to everyone here that, th that June 4th is a new day. It's a new day. And so we want you to remember that. We got banners up out front. God is doing something great, and I'm excited about it. Amen? Amen. Now, over the last few weeks that we've been preparing our hearts for this great transition, uh, we've been to become part of Jesus' church. I've been asking a question every week. I've sent it out in my emails. Are you ready? Are you willing? Are you prepared? And are you focused? Those four things, you need to be ready, willing, prepared, and focused for this season. Amen? Now, our vision at Jesus Church, our vision is that we exist to point people to Jesus. Say that with me. We exist to point people to Jesus. How many of you can do that? Not everybody, but some of you, okay? How many of you can exist? Declare today, I exist. My life is here. I'm alive. I'm breathing to point people to Jesus. Makes sense, doesn't it, right? It's not too complicated. Now, for this to happen, we have to be united and committed to a set of core values. Core values are the things that guide every decision that you do, okay? And so, we, they're, they're core values. Jesus' church has core values that guides it based on, on those words that we exist to point people to Jesus. Two weeks ago, Pastor Tim preached a message that Jesus is our lead story. That's a core value 
It should be our core value, it's, and it's the core value at Jesus Church, and that's what we're becoming part of and, and adopting that. Last week, Pastor Kale, how many enjoyed that message by Pastor Kale? Powerful message. You know, the youth pastor at, at Jesus Church, and I'm just so excited about being a part of the team and all of us being a part of that, that church, and that our youth get to be taught, and they get to be uh, they get to be developed and, and discipled by people like Pastor Kale and by Nate. And, you know, Nate has already started becoming part of the youth ministry there. Amen? And so uh, his message was people are our passion. How I many know at Jesus Church and in this transition, people are our passion. They're important. Today's core value that I want to talk to you about is diversity is our strength. Say that with me. Diversity is our strength. Now, the dictionary defines diversity as being composed of different elements, races, cultures, ethnicity. Being composed of different elements. Diversity is a really beautiful thing when you look at a, a picture of it. Beautiful thing because it's God's design for the earth. Diversity is God's design. Do you know that there are no two people in the world alike? How many know that? Therefore, it is God's design for the earth. I saw a statistic uh, yesterday that said, the likelihood of two people sharing the exact facial features is less than one in one trillion. Think about that. Why? Because God created us, he created mankind in diversity, to be different. He created all of us to be different. But diversity is also a challenge. It's a challenge because people kind of like to be with people that they're like. Okay? It's a challenge. That's why we have racism and why we have discrimination and prejudice, because we don't celebrate diversity. We like to gravitate to those that are just like us, but in essence, there is nobody just... Thank God there's no other Pastor Steves in the world, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, look at, you can look at your neighbor and you can, you can say, hey, are, are you glad that there's no one like me? <laughs> and the neighbor's going to say, yep, I'm glad there's no one. No, just kidding, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, if we will get a vision, if we'll catch a vision, a revelation of God's design for humanity, God's design of, of diversity, I believe it will change the world. And I'm going to show that to you today. Amen? So today we're talking about the vision, we're talking about uh, the vision and value of Jesus Church that is diversity is our strength, amen? And I believe, and what I'm gonna show you is that diversity is a reflection of God's kingdom. It's a reflection of heaven. And this, this vision and value is a vision we have of heaven. So the first thing I want you to hear and want you to know and understand is Jesus Church is a diverse church, amen? amen? It's a diverse church. Not, that it, is, not uh, that it is just a diverse church, but our vision, our vision moving forward for the future is that, that uh, the church that we go, the, the, the vision of heaven that we create is a vision of diversity. 
We want to take what is in heaven and we want to create it in reality. Amen? We want to add to it. Amen? Heaven's diversity requires unity and, and it requires us celebrating the differences in people. Okay? I say celebrating. That means kind of getting a little loud and celebrating the differences in people. Amen? So now the Bible is filled with pictures of heaven. How many of you know that? If you go through the Bible, it's filled with pictures of heaven. And in the, this picture, I want you, in Revelation 7, I told you to turn there. I did tell you to turn there, didn't I? Okay, are y'all turned there? In this, in this uh, chapter, this, these two verses, we get one of the pictures or visions of heaven that I want you to see today. So we're going to start at verse 9, Revelation 7, verse 9. And listen to what John writes here. He says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, with no, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, people, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. The Apostle John sees a vision of heaven and writes this so we would see it. He doesn't write it just to know it. He writes this vision for us to be able to see it and to declare it and recreate it. It's not just a, a picture of heaven, though. It's a picture of the throne room of heaven, the most holy place in all eternity. This is a picture of what is in the throne room of heaven. How many know that God invites us, he invites you and me to the throne room of heaven? Hebrews 4.16 says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God invites us into the midst of this throne room of heaven. Now go back and look at Revelation 7, 9. I looked and behold the great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Now, there are some things about heaven that all of us need to understand and recognize. Because most people, if you talk about heaven, unfortunately, most people have the idea of, of all of us being like angels sitting on clouds, you know, with a harp. Not, that's, that's not a harp, that's a violin, isn't it, right? <laughs> sitting on a harp, <laughs> right? See, I, that's why they won't let me on the worship team, okay? <laughs> But most of us have those pictures. But I'm going, to tell you, I'm going to tell you three things, and there's a lot of other things about heaven you need to know, but there's three things that are important. One is it's filled with children. Jesus says, Jesus says that let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. For what? For of such is the kingdom. Heaven is filled with screaming, running around, snotty nose. Well, I don't know if they have snotty nose children. Amen? 
If you don't like children, you may not like heaven. Amen? Two, heaven is big and it's filled with people. It's, it describes this throne room it was with a great multitude of people. I'm going to tell you, church, if you don't like big churches, I'm going to say that again because you didn't hear me. Jesus Church is a bigger church. When New Life joins Jesus Church, we're going to be even a bigger church. And if you don't like a big church, you're not going to like heaven because heaven is filled with a multitude. The throne room is filled with a multitude of people. Three, heaven is diverse. It's diverse. All nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues. If you don't like diversity, if you're constantly pulled to be just with people of your same color or your same language or you're just like you, you're not going to like heaven because heaven is a diverse place. Are you, can you hear me? Heaven is diverse. Jesus Church is a diverse church. Okay? We need to go and celebrate that. We need to be joyful about that. Amen? The second thing I want you to see and know today is Jesus Church is a multi-ethnic church. It's a multi-ethnic church. Looking back at Revelation 7, heaven is multi-ethnic. Okay? In John's vision, Revelation, he says, all tribes of the children, if you go back to, you got to go back a, a few verses in Revelation, Revelation 7, verse 4, he says, all the tribes of the children of Israel. So in this great throne room, in this heavenly place is all the tribes of the children of Israel. Jews, they're there, Right? It says all the tribes. That means the tribe of Judah and Reuben, Gad and Asher and Naphtali and Manasseh and Simeon and, and Levi and Issachar. Thank you, Gabby. And Zebulun and Joseph and Benjamin. All the sons of Jacob. <coughs> all the sons of Israel are in this room. This is a picture of heaven, church. It's a picture of what heaven looks like. Then in verse 9, listen to this. Verse 9 says, All the nation, tribes, people, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. That means all the nations, uh, all the Jewish nations, all the Gentile nations, all represented in this great throne room. Heaven is multi-ethnic. If you just don't like other kind of people or hanging out with them, you may not like heaven. I want to love heaven. Amen. I want a vision of real heaven. Now I want you to turn over to the book of Acts. Turn to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 1. I'm going to read this this section here, because I want you to hear this. This is the church, which is a reflection of heaven, which is the church of the greatest, in the, the greatest revival, the beginning of revival in the earth. Okay, did you hear that? Okay, listen to this. 
When the day of Pentecost, by the way, do you know that May 28th is Pentecost Sunday? It's our last Sunday here. May 28th is Pentecost Sunday. So we're sell Dr. Dale is, is going to be preaching that Sunday morning. We're going to have a Holy Ghost party, and we're just going to have a great time in Jesus. But he says here, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in agreement. What does that mean, one accord? all together. It means they were all in agreement. They were in a place of unity. Verse 2, and suddenly a sound, another version says, a loud sound from heaven of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. So they were all there together, and then there was this loud sound, what the Bible says, it sounded like the, a rushing mighty wind that filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling, listen to this part, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together. Where else was there a multitude? In heaven. And a mult, the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. How many know that is unity? Everyone heard them speak in their own language. Verse 7. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all of these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in their own tongue what the wonderful works of God. Is that not a picture of what we just saw in heaven in the book of Revelation? You see, in Revelation, we go back to verse 10. It says, And I looked, and behold, a great multitude, okay, which no one could number, all nations, tribes, people, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs. How about the great wonders, the works of God, the great works of God, and crying out in heaven, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. How many know that's a great, that's the great work of God right there? Amen. What's happening on this day of Pentecost is a reflection of what is taking place in heaven. God saw it, he gave them a vision, and they recreated it in heaven. And it became the greatest revival that we model revival after. Jesus' church is a diverse church. Jesus' church is a multi-ethnic church. And, it, and what it is is a reflection of what takes place in heaven. This is one of the values that we need to adopt. We need to adopt what we see in heaven and recreate it in the earth. The third, the last one I want you to see here, Jesus' church is a passionate church. Say, passionate church. 
I want you to look back at Revelation 7, 9. It says, In all these things I look, behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all the nations, tribes, peoples, tongues, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed. I'm reading this over and over again because in order to see a vision from heaven, you have to see it and see it and see it. The Bible tells us, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that he who reads it can run with it. Can He who sees it, gets it down into their knower, down into their heart, can help recreate it. So I read it over and over again for that purpose. After these things, I looked and behold a great multitude, which no one could number, all nations, tribes, peoples, tongues, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed with robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a, what kind of voice? A loud, what kind of voice? Loud. loud voice. Saying salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. I want you to know something. Heaven is a passionate place for Jesus. How many know that in this throne room, they're passionate about the God who is their salvation. They are passionate about Jesus. And in heaven, there is lots of celebration. In heaven, there's lots of music. In heaven, there's lots of rejoicing. How many know the Bible tells us that all heaven rejoices every time one person comes to Jesus? Did you know that? Can you imagine all these multitudes rejoicing? (coughs) Rejoicing. I'm getting just so excited here this morning. Sometimes when I pray, well, I always pray this prayer before I preach. Lord, help me to stay within your anointing every time. Help me not to get so excited I go outside of it. Well, today it's like, help me stay within my voice, okay? Okay, we're coming back here. But heaven is a passionate place. Verse 10, listen to this. It says, those in the throne room of heaven were crying out with a loud voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This place, this room is loud. People are excited. They're passionate. They're crying out to God. They're celebrating Jesus. They're they're crying out. How many know that the book of Revelation has 22 chapters? 22 times in the book of Revelation is used the word loud. The Bible uses the word loud 72 times in the Bible. Listen to this. 72 times, and it uses it loud voices, loud trumpets, loud cries, loud thunder, loud instruments, loud shouts, loud cymbals. How many know heaven is a loud place. I'm going to say it again because you got to get this down and understand it. If you don't like loud music, if you don't like loud people crying and being passionate towards God, if you don't like people celebrating and passionately crying out to God loudly, you may not like heaven. Because that's what heaven, that's a picture of heaven. It's a place that is loud. It's a place that's loud. Heaven is a passionate place. Passionate people who love Jesus. Now I want you to get another picture here. 
Remember Jesus and his triumphal entry? We just a few weeks ago celebrated Palm Sunday, right? Jesus and his triumphal entry, Palm Sunday, says at the end of that, Everybody was complaining. How are these people? You know, these people are crying out and they're, they're loud and they're celebrating and, and they're complaining about their celebration, right? Here's Jesus' response. I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. You see, church, we're not supposed to be quiet. We're not supposed to be silent. We're supposed to celebrate. We're supposed to celebrate. Now go back to Revelation because I want you to see that the triumphal entry was a picture of reflection of heaven. After all these things, I looked and behold, a great multitude which no one could number and of all the nations, tribes, people, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and what? Palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, saying, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You see, the triumphal entry was just a reflection of heaven. It was, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. People on that day in Palm Sunday were waving palm branches. Why? Because they, they saw it happening in heaven. They were crying out with loud voices and singing and, and celebrating Jesus. Why? Because that's what they saw in heaven. It was a reflection of what was taking place in heaven. You see, if you don't like to be around passionate people, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't mean we all have to be loud and passionate but if you don't like being around passionate people, you may not like heaven. Are you hearing me, church? Yes. You see, we go places and, you know, when, when we're together, there's some of us that are just shout and scream and jump up and down, and others feel more comfortable being quiet, okay? Now, my suggestion to you is you come out of your box a little bit, okay? Come out of, come out of your skin a little bit and enjoy jumping up and down and waving yeah. your hands and, yeah. and celebrating because you know what? There is nothing. There is no other name on heaven in which a man might be saved in the name of Jesus. We're not celebrating musicians. We're not celebrating a building. We're not celebrating a church. We're not celebrating. We're celebrating Jesus. And every one of us should be passionate about that. Every one of us, if, if we remain silent, the stones will begin to cry out, he says. And we need to be passionate about Jesus. So I say all this because I want you to understand, New Life has always been a church, a diverse church. New Life has always been multi-ethnic. New Life has always been passionate about Jesus. Jesus' church is just going to be just like it, just bigger. Maybe louder. Amen? You know, over the, the years, before we even made this decision, I, I'd have breakfast with Pastor Chris. We'd be talking, and I'd say, well, tell me about Jesus, church. He'd say, it's loud. And so then when we start talking about this, I'd say, well, what's, what's Jesus? It's loud. And you know, I've been there a bunch of times now since. And you know, it's really not that much louder than our church. It really isn't. If, you know, it, it, it's just full, and, and th but the people are passionate. And, and I'm going to tell you, church, God has something great for us moving forward. Amen. But there are some things, there are some visions of heaven we must see. And, it, and we must see it so we can create it, we can be a part of it. 
Martin Luther King Jr. once said, it is appalling that the most segregated hour of Christian America is 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. You see, we're called, we're called to declare heaven in the earth. We're called to go beyond racial boundaries, to go beyond ethnic boundaries, social economic boundaries. We're, we're called for that. We're called to this, this diverse, this diversity of the kingdom of heaven. We're called to that. The problem is most of us, most of us, uh, we, we, be, we see life through the lens of, of our experience, the things that make us comfortable, and our own emotions. That's the way we see life. And over the time, we begin to be like this because of our experiences. We narrow down what we like. Our comforts, well, I'm just uncomfortable. Well, I'm going to tell you, that I think that if we took every one of us today and we put us right in the middle of the throne room of heaven right now, and what scene we see, at first it's going to be like, whoa, this a little uncomfortable. God's wanting to break us out of our comfort zone, church, okay? And so we, we, we narrow down uh, into our emotions and all. God is trying to change that. He wants to, he wants to change the way we see heaven so we can recreate it in the earth. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. And here's the, here's the key that I want you to see. God wants to expand our vision. God wants you to expand your vision. I believe with all of my heart, church, God is doing this to take you and me, all of us, to a new level in him. That's the purpose of this. And you know what? If you don't make the transition, you won't experience all that God has for you. Are you hearing me, church? You've got to determine, I'm going to make this transition. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to embrace what God is doing. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to fill us all with a new level of vision and a new level of joy. I'm going to close with this one last scripture and this one last statement. Diversity is part of God's kingdom. It's part of his plan. Diversity is part of God's plan. 1 Corinthians, listen to this passage. We all embrace this passage, but there's a word that's spoken throughout this. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but what? The same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but what? The same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit, how many want the manifestation of the Spirit? I pray for God to manifest His, prayer, His, His Spirit, manifest His presence right now, here, right in the, our midst, at Jesus Church, through this transition. The, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. I'm going to tell you, church, God's calling us to a new level. But we got to get a new vision. We got to get it deep down in our hearts. We got to get it deep down, and we got to be like the artist. We're going to see what God has given us, we're going to see what He's calling to, and we're going to go recreate it. Father, we thank you, Lord, today. 
God, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing and that you have loved us so much that you are calling us to something greater. You're calling us to a greater purpose, a greater destiny. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you, Lord, today. And Father, as we are called and as we respond, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would get a clear vision of heaven. Lord, because heaven, no matter what, heaven is in all of our future. And Lord, we thank you that Jesus Church is in our future. Your greater purpose and your will is in our future. God, we thank you, Lord, and I pray. Lord, I pray that every one of us would get a vision of your heaven, your vision of your heaven. And Lord, that we would let go maybe of our vision for our heaven so that we can gravitate and take hold of what it is you're calling us to. So Father, we thank you, Lord, for that today. And I just want to stop before we go any further. With, and I just want to just ask if everyone here, if everyone here would just like a fresh new vision of heaven. I've showed it. I've read it. But maybe there are some things that have clouded your vision of heaven because of your experiences and your comforts and your emotions. And this morning, I just want to pray with you that we let go of those things so that we can grab a hold of God and that we can go into his throne room and we can recreate heaven in earth. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, today over every one of us, if that's you today, if you just I want you to pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, help me to let go of my comforts, my emotions, Lord, and my experiences that have narrowed my vision of your heaven. Help me to grasp your vision and help me, Lord, to recreate it in the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.